there, and welcome to the Friday edition of Following the Truth. My name is Gary Zimak. I'm going to be with you here for the next 30 minutes. Thanks so much for stopping by. Today, as we as we uh, close out the week, we're going to focus on uh, what what I feel is a, is a very practical question. It's from week three, day five of Give Up, Worry for Good. The question, why worry when you can pray? And, and you know, this is, um, this is the whole basis of what we're doing. We're going to be doing this for eight weeks, and we're, we're, we'll be closing out officially week three on Sunday, this Sunday, week three of Give Up, Worry for Good. But this is the, the last podcast for the week. So you'll be getting my emails over the weekend, and we'll be officially closing out the week devoted to asking, asking God for help. You know, we've already talked about hope, that there's hope that you can live a life filled with peace. Last week, we, we focused on God's power. This week, we're learning to ask Him for help. And, um, you know, today we're going to hear some of the words of St. Paul in his letter to the Philippians. He's going to lay it out very simply. Don't waste your time worrying. Do something productive. I know, you know what? And it is so simple. That is such a simple message, but man, is it ever hard to put into practice. But let's, we'll talk about that today a little bit as we close out the week of, um, the, the week of our podcast, the podcast for this week, I should say. Um, and then next week we'll resume, but but we're still you'll still get the e- you'll get my daily emails over the weekend too, uh, as we officially will end up this uh, finish out this week of give up worry for good. Next week we're going to be headed into week four, so um, you know we are we are making good progress. I'll talk to you a little bit about what next week will involve as well. Anyway, hope you're doing good. Hope you're ready to get started. Let's turn to our Father in heaven right now. Let's begin in prayer, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Father in heaven, thank you so much for always being here for us, Father. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for creating us. Thank you for handling our problems whenever we let you. Father, thank you for your willingness to get involved in our lives. Thank you for sending Jesus into the world to redeem us, to draw us back to you after original sin caused a rift between us. Thank you, Father, for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for all that you do for us. Father, we give you praise. We give you thanks. We continue to turn to you and ask you to help us with our problems. We pray for an increased confidence in your abilities to handle our needs and to provide us with whatever it is that we do need. Father, I ask you to use me as your instrument today. Please give me the words for this show, and please open our minds and our hearts to be receptive to your message. We ask these things, Father, in the most holy and sacred name of Jesus Christ, your Son and our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. Well, uh, you know, it sounds a little confusing, but we close out the week of the podcast for this week. But, you know, I still we still have Saturday and Sunday to uh, to get through the, the weekly material of uh, Give Up Worry for Good. 
So it's, uh, I hope it's not too confusing to you, but I don't do a podcast on the weekend. But next week, next Monday, which, uh, which is a, a federal holiday in the United States, it's, the, uh, it's Independence, Independence Day, but I'm going to still be doing a podcast on Monday. So we will be back here on Monday as we begin a new week, a week, uh, a week devoted to doing what you can. You know, uh, one, one of the things for, for, for us who tend to worry, right, and I say us because I'm, I'm, I'm one of us. Those of us who tend to worry, we like to be in control. We like to do something. We want to get busy. You know, you got a problem, you have to fix it. Well, this week was all about saying to God, God, please help me. Help me with my problems. Next week, we're going to get a chance to do something on our own. And that's, you know, every week I designed this Give Up Worry for Good program that uh, so that every week there is a different focus. This week, we're learning to give our problems to God. Let him handle what he's supposed to handle. But next week, there are things we're supposed to handle when it comes to our our problems. So rather than worry, we hand off some things to God, we do what we can, and we're being productive. That's that's the the whole point of it. Now, the the challenge is, how do you know the difference? Well, we, we will talk more about that next week, but that's where it does get tricky. That's where we really do need to d- depend on the uh, the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes, you know what, it comes down to, is there anything I can do? Is there, can I handle anything? You know, I have, um, I, I mentioned a few days ago, I'm working out some tax problems. Well, I, I had to call my accountant and get him involved and, and say, look, this is the problem. We got we to gotta get this fixed. I had to do something and, and I was praying about it too. So it's it's a joint effort between us and God. That's the way he wants it. Ultimately, he's doing everything. He's working through us. But he wants us he wants us to be involved in the process. So that's uh, it's really critical that we don't just sit back and expect him to do everything. He he wants to work in our lives, but he wants us to do our part as well. All right, if you have any uh, questions about anything that we're we're discussing, Gary at followingthetruth.com is my email address. You can email me even over the weekend. I will be around. I will try to get to your emails if you, if you need anything. So far, based on the comments I've been getting, this uh, this eight-week program has been well-received. Praise the Lord for that. And, and, you know, next week's week four. We're not even at the halfway point, and, and that's a good thing. We, we don't want to rush this. We want to take our time. We want to do it one day at a time so that a habit is built. One thing I do want to point out to you, and it, it's possible. Now, this is weird. I gotta, I gotta not overthink this because this can get really strange. But I am in the process now of putting all of the emails, the emails that I send out every day. Let not your heart be troubled. I'm going to be putting them up as blog posts. In addition, all of my podcasts, I will be putting up. Uh, they're they're all archived, but I will be putting them into each blog post. At least that's the goal, so that if in the future somebody wants to go through this program again, and they didn't get a chance to do it the first time when we're doing it in summer of 2021, they'll be able to do it just by clicking on some links and having all the material there and have the book. Now, the, here's the weird thing. This is where it gets really weird. It's possible that you are listening to this podcast after the initial time we did this in 2021 because again the podcast is going to be archived so however it works for you 
I'm so glad you're here with us, whether you're with us when we're doing this in the beginning, uh, the first time, the first summer of 2021, or if you're doing it at some point in the future, welcome. Welcome. This is this is something that I think we can all revisit many times. Even me, I'm being helped by going through this book, even though I wrote the book. But hearing God's message as spoken through Scripture, reflecting on some of these things, it's good for me. It's good for me. So I hope you're hope you're enjoying it. Okay, um, I gave you the the my email address. I want to direct you to my website, followingthetruth.com. If you uh, if you want to find out more about my work, if you want to invite me to speak at your parish or your conference. If you want to pick up a copy of any of my books, just head on over to followingthetruth.com. If you'd like to leave a donation to keep my ministry afloat, that would be very much appreciated too. You can do all that at followingthetruth.com. And today, as I said, we are close to wrapping up week three. Why worry when you can pray? This is based upon, uh, the day five meditation is based upon St. Paul's message to the the church at Philippi's letter to the Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 through 7 and, and I mentioned this in the book I'm going to say this to you do you now as well if you are somebody who tends to be anxious and you are at all familiar with the Bible you're a spiritual person there's a good chance you've already heard this passage because it's really really popular Paul says this have no anxiety about anything but in everything by prayer And supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You know, in in those two sentences, there is a lot going on. Let's, let's, Let's break this down and talk a little bit about it. And really, what Paul is advising us and, and keep in mind, he's, he was inspired by the Holy Spirit when he wrote this. He's advising us that when we are faced with problems in life, the things that cause anxiety, you know what, which could be just about anything. There were so many things. I, I'll tell you, just in the course of the past 24 hours, there have been things that I'm looking at, household repairs, I'm looking at some health insurance stuff, um, thinking about some other things. You, can, you don't have to look far to find something that's going to stress you out, especially if you tend to, to be anxious. Um, but what, what Paul says here is, have no anxiety about anything. Now, if you just took that message and cut it off there, truncated it, it's very easy to say that, but it's really difficult to put into practice. And as a matter of fact, this title of the book, of my book, Give Up Worry for Good, That's a good thing. Yes, we want to give up worry, but it doesn't end there. We want to give up worry by following Jesus. That's the key. So when Paul says, have no anxiety about anything, there's a comma there, and he goes on to say some more very important, practical, useful information, suggestions on how we can do this. You know, I'm sure you've heard somebody come up to you and say, you just shouldn't worry so much. Yeah, I know. I know I shouldn't. I've yet to meet anybody who likes to worry. It hurts, doesn't it? It really hurts. I I get your emails. I talk to you. I know it. Don't Don't think for a minute that my heart doesn't go out to you. Don't think for a minute that I'm, 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 
what's the word? I'm, I can't think of the word I'm looking for. Don't think for a minute that I don't understand your pain. I might not understand fully the degree of your pain, but I, I can at least relate because I've, I've lived it and I continue to live in an anxious person's body who is walking with Jesus Christ, but still an anxious person's body with the mental capacity to catastrophize and play the what-if game very well. I can play that game. It's not a good game to play. It's not a helpful game to play, but it's something that I tend to do very easily. So I have to work to not do that. So in other words, I, I understand to a certain extent what you are going through. And when somebody says, just don't worry, none of us want to worry. Worry is not a good thing. We don't enjoy it. But we struggle, and that's why we worry. But the good news is, Paul goes on. He gives us some steps to follow. Have no anxiety about anything. But instead of having anxiety, instead of worrying in everything, by prayer and supplication, that's a fancy way of saying asking God for what you need. Anything. I'm having a hard time dealing with this person. My job is really really difficult. I'm in over my head at work. My finances are a mess. I'm lonely. I'm scared that this illness will never get resolved. I'm frightened that I will get an illness. I think I'm going to die. I'm afraid my children will never talk to me again. I'm afraid my marriage is on the verge of breaking up. You know, all these things, all these things that cause us to worry and become discouraged. All of, all of these things, Paul is saying, just give them to the Lord. Ask for help. Ask for what you need. Don't ever let anybody tell you that there's something that's too small to ask for in prayer. That's not true. God wants to be involved. So you ask for what you need by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. Now, you know, the thanksgiving part's interesting. And I struggled with this when I first heard it. So in other words, Paul, you're telling me, inspired by the Holy Spirit, you're telling me that if I get cancer, I'm supposed to be thankful? If my wife just left me, or my husband just walked out, or a close friend betrayed me, I'm supposed to be thankful? Are you kidding me? But you have to really take a look at this and understand what he's saying. What Paul is saying is not to be thankful for your negative circumstances, even though, you know what, this is challenging. I'm not sure I want to go here, but I'm going to kind of go here, ease, I'm going to ease into it a little bit. It is possible. You know, uh, it's possible, but I'm not going to ask you to do it just yet. But I would say this. Let me back up a little bit and we'll talk about this. Now, I don't want you to get mad at me for saying this, please, okay? <laughs> I'm your friend. I care about you, but I, I have to say this because this is, this is something that we should really aspire toward, okay? I, I got to take a sip of water. This is going to be deep. Okay. Um, when something negative happens in our life, we get a bad, bad medical diagnosis, somebody betrays us, we lose our job, 
and I mean, and you can even go up to more severe tragedies. That cannot happen. These things cannot happen without God's permission. It can't. He is all-powerful. And you know what? That is a hard, 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 hard concept for many of us to get through our heads. Because then you go and you look at things like this building collapse in Florida. You look at natural disasters in impoverished countries. And you have to look at that and say, those events, and say, all right, God allowed this to happen. He, he could have stopped it. He didn't. But, you know, that's, that's a really, again, that's not an easy thing to come to grips with. But unless you do, right, unless you do, unless you understand that, then you're never going to have total confidence in the power of God to handle your situation. Because then it appears that, well, there's some things in life that are beyond his control, which is not true. Everything in life is under the control of God. He is in absolute control. However, sometimes he permits things to happen, which we are not going to be able to understand. But what we can understand is that anything he does permit to happen, he does so so that he can bring a greater good out of. And that does not mean that God wills evil. That's something that the church absolutely teaches. God does not will evil. But God allows it to happen. And see, see, this is the thing we can't understand. And the book of Job is really good when it comes to understanding this, a lot of what God does is mystery to us. We, we don't understand. You know, you look at the crucifixion of Jesus, how in the world does that make sense? But somehow God knew that it was necessary and he brought great good out of it. So it is possible. And, and again, look, I, I'm not telling you that you have to do this because it's hard, but I've done it. It is possible to thank God for the cancer diagnosis. It's possible to thank God that you lost your job. It's possible to thank God for other things that have happened in your life. It's possible to to thank him knowing that he ultimately is responsible. He is in charge. He has to it has to pass through his his approval. He has to approve it. It's got to pass through his hands first. That's not easy to do, though. But you know what? When you start to do that, and I think you're going to get to the point where you are able to do that. Again, understand, God loves you unconditionally. He does not want you to suffer for the sake of suffering. He doesn't. He doesn't want to see you suffer. And if there's another way to get you where you need to be, he would choose it. But suffering is necessary sometimes. So it is possible for you to say, thank you, Lord, for sending this catastrophe to me. Thank you. Because, Lord, I know, I know that even though you don't like to see me suffer, you know that this is good for me and somehow you're going to bring good out of it. Now, if you can learn to do that, and again, you know, if you, if you can do that, that's great. Lord, you know, I got this flat tire. Thank you. I don't know why. I don't like this, but you know what? It gives me a chance to offer up my suffering, united with the suffering of Christ on the cross, and uh, it teaches me that I'm not in control. So thank you. You know th- That's not easy to do. <laughs> that is not easy to do. 
But once you start thinking like that and actually thanking him for even the negative circumstances, the crosses he he allows in, into your life, you're going to be on your way to experiencing a lot of peace. So as I started saying this, essentially what Paul is saying is be thankful that God hears and answers your prayers. He doesn't always say yes, but he hears and answers our prayers. And Jesus said, if we ask, we will receive. So we can be thankful in advance, you know, even though what I'm praying about has not been resolved yet, we can be thankful in advance that the Lord has heard and will answer our prayers at the right time. So for that, we can say thank you. You know, it's uh, when I first heard this, I, I was thinking like, well, why, why should I be thankful? Because he didn't do anything for me yet. I mean, shouldn't I wait to see how he answers? Well, that's that's how we operate as humans. But th- the more we understand God, and God is pure love, and God can't do anything except love us. That's his nature. So even those unpleasant things that happen, they're they're an expression of his love. I know it's it's mind blowing, but we can thank him in advance and say, "All right, I prayed. Thank you." I know you're going to I know you're going to answer this in the best way possible. See the problem with us. And when I say us, I'm including myself here. The problem with us is when we pray for things, we don't always really believe that God's going to answer. You know, we don't we don't feel it sometimes. And we think, "Yeah, I've been praying this for this prayer for 2 months, for 2 years, for 20 years and nothing. He's not listening." I'm losing interest. You know, he is listening. Sometimes we're blocking the answer to our prayer. But other times, the Lord is waiting because the time's not right. Maybe another person is blocking the answer. You know, God respects our free will, too. He doesn't have to, but he does. But we can say thank you because we know even if it's just through through faith, you might not feel it, but we know through faith that God hears and answers all prayers. Not always the way we want, though. Again, you know, there's a lot, there's some catches here. That, listen, this is why we're not at peace. Because we can't accept that. We can't accept that he might answer my request by not granting me that job I really wanted. By not letting that relationship work out. We can't understand that sometimes. But he does know best. And he really does love us unconditionally. So Paul says, pray that way. Instead of worrying about anything, make your, make your petitions known to the Lord. And what happens? The peace of God. What kind of peace is that? A peace which surpasses all understanding, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, as we as, as we close out today's show, I just want to make a couple of comments on this, and I, and I know I've talked about this before. So I'm praying today because my car broke down. And I don't don't have any money to fix it. This is a hypothetical situation. Um, I'm praying today because my car broke down. I don't have money to fix it, and I'm saying, Lord, thank you for hearing. And answering my prayer, I need to get this car situation resolved. I need help. I need money. 
either to get it fixed or to buy a new car. And I thank you for hearing and answering that prayer. Okay, so today I just prayed that prayer, supposedly, right? Nothing. Looking at my bank account, still no money. The car's still broken. Paul said that if I pray this way, with thanksgiving, and no doubt I thank God, I said thank you, that I'm going to get a supernatural peace, which passes all understanding. In other words, God's peace, which isn't dependent on circumstances. Um, if, if the peace of the world says that in order for me to be at peace when I got this car problem, then either the car has to get fixed or the car has to start working again or I got to come up with the money to fix it. So in other words, the problem has to be eliminated. The problem has to be eliminated. But God says, no, the problem doesn't have to be eliminated. I can give you my peace even in the midst of the problem. But what happens when you're praying today, you still got the problem and you're not feeling the peace? You know what? It happens sometimes. It happens. And what I've learned is, and I, and I talk about this a lot because it's a really, really important concept. And it, it is something that drives many of us crazy. Sometimes the peace that Paul is talking about is actually peace of mind. The peace of mind in knowing intellectually that God heard my prayer, that he will answer it in the best way at the best possible time. Even though the problem itself is still unresolved. And again, that's a tough, that's a tough one. But with the help of the Holy Spirit, and if we reflect on the fact that God is all-loving, He's all-powerful, He's always with us, it is possible to have that peace of mind pass into our heart so that we feel it. We, not just, we don't only know it intellectually, we feel it as well. But that peace that makes us breathe a sigh of relief, that doesn't always come immediately when we ask God for help. So we're going to get it. At some point, but not always instantaneously. Does that make sense? So what would I recommend? If you have a problem, keep praying. Keep praying about it. And you will eventually be able to not only experience that peace of mind, but you'll, you'll, you'll feel it too. But it's not always an instant response to our prayers. And I think we get tripped up sometimes when we think, well, I'm praying and I'm not feeling any better. That's okay. Keep praying. And through faith, remind yourself that God hears all prayers and that he loves us. That he hears your prayer and that he loves you. You know. Um, hey, look, it's a tough concept, I know, but it, you know, I found that it really does work. If you have questions, Gary at followingthetruth.com. I'm going to run now. I am just about out of time. I look forward to being back with you here on Monday. Have a great 4th of July if you're in the United States. And uh, uh, hang in there. I'm praying for you. And I will see you on Monday. God bless. Bye-bye.